0: Praise Father we thank you, we thank you for that testimony and we ask that you reproduce it in the life of everyone under the influence of this service. Everyone joining us online, everyone that is here live, we ask that you reproduce this testimony of restoration. Whatever anyone may have lost, we decree a divine restoration in the name of Jesus. Restoration of relationships, restoration of, of, of resources. Restoration of jobs, restoration of contracts, restoration restoration of in businesses in the name of the Lord Jesus. Restoration of health. Let it happen in this service this morning. In the name of Jesus. Whatever people may be joining us from all around the world, let everyone experience restoration. Before this month is over, in a few days, let somebody have a testimony of divine restoration. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Praise God. Said, praise God. I have a short word to share this morning, and then this morning is about prayer and prophetic blessings. The Bible says, He said, You obey the Lord your God, you'll be established. You also believe in His prophets, He said, You will prosper. And I believe this morning that the heavens are open over us. John 7 and verse 37, the Bible says, on the last day, the great day of the feast, this is the last day of our fast, congregational fast, as we have been instructed. It comes to an end today, and we have sought God. We have sought God. Many people have been able to do the entire 21 days, some did a few days of it, and some of us did not participate at all. But there's grace upon us as a congregation, Notwithstanding where you are, notwithstanding, I mean, in terms of this fasting exercise, I, I wish that all of us, you know, adults in, you know, in good health condition, you're not pregnant, I, I believe, uh, I wish that you had participated. But if by any chance you did not, I want you to know that one thing that happens when we wait on the Lord in fasting is that our hunger for Him increases, our thirst for Him increases. One thing I want to pray for everyone in this service this month, whether you participated in the fast or not, is that God will open up your heart to hunger and thirst for him in a new dimension. John 7 and verse 37, the Bible says, like I was saying before, on the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And I hear in my spirit Jesus saying the same thing today: If anyone trusts, let him come to me and drink. He said, "For out, uh, for he said, for he who believes in me, as the Scripture says, as said, out of his heart, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water." There's something about hunger and thirst for God. In another part of the of the gospel, Jesus said, "Blessed." In the to blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. In the kingdom of God, the currency for exchange of value, exchange of, you know, of grace is test, 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 test. We give to God quite all right just to worship him and to sacrifice to him. But the real currency with which we exchange grace for grace is trust. test. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. They shall be filled. I don't know how you entered into this service this morning. Maybe somebody dragged you to church. Maybe this is even your first time this year in a church. Maybe you, not, you, you didn't create time to participate in the fast at all. You were encumbered with many businesses. Maybe you feel you don't even need that much of God to have fasted for many days. All I'm asking for you this morning to put your mind on is that you can't run this life by yourself. There's the one that knows the way through the wilderness of life. And life runs in seasons and cycles. And there's the one that orchestrates the cycles and the seasons of life. The one that said, If the heart remains, sick time and harvest shall not cease. Winter and summer. Day and night. And somebody right now, listening to me, you may be in your day season. And you are taking the things of God for granted. At night, you will need Him. May you not miss the day of your visitation. I want everybody here this morning everyone at the influence of my voice, everyone joining us online, everyone in all of our locations, where this may be beamed to, I'm asking that you consciously desire God in your life in a new dimension. Hunger and thirst for him, for his presence. Not just what is in his hand, but for his heart. As we pronounce prophetic blessings this morning, most people will only appropriate it to what is in God's hands for them but I wanted to also appropriate it to his heart. That your heart beat and his heart beat may come into sync. That it is that touch the heart of God will touch your heart. That you will hunger and thirst for his presence. That in this 2020, you will not serve God anyhow. You will not be with God anyhow. Like I was sharing yesterday at the the wrap-up prayer session yesterday, Saturday morning, many people i have lost uh, uh, a sense of reverence for God the fear of God has departed from the heart of many people even when we come to the presence of God we don't comport ourselves like we have come to meet an important person you didn't come to meet me you didn't come to meet your neighbor sitting beside you you came to meet with God if you got an invitation to the White House or Assault Rock today and it says uh, uh, just just i uh, sit here, the president will be with you in, in, in two minutes. You will adjust yourself. If you are crossing your leg before, when you hear the door open, you, you sit properly. And then you stand. Say, Mr. President, you're welcome, sir. You know, and all that. People shake in front of human beings. And they too gum in the presence of my Jesus. Just because <laughs> you can't see him physically, Does not mean that it's not in your life. Are you hungry for God this season? Do you want to be devoted in in prayer, in seeking His face? Enough of half acted stuff. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Where you you uh, you know, like I said yesterday, some some people are praying and still replying WhatsApp message. Yeah, just say. Jesus, okay. Says, uh, okay, I'll be with you in the afternoon. Uh, in, in Jesus' name, uh. you won't even do that in the presence of your boss. The people here who fear their bosses more than they fear God. You sit in meetings with your boss. Your phone rings. You will not pick, but you are praying. Your phone is ringing. You are picking three times within one prayer, ten minutes prayer. You are picked two phone calls. So how do you then say you are creating time for God? If you really believe that God must have uh, his way in your life. And if you say to yourself, Is it God of all in my life or not God at all? There's no point playing games. Is it that you are Lord of all or you are not Lord at all? Because the Bible says no man can serve two masters. Only one. Is it that you serve one or neglect the other? And for most people now, most people here, you are serving money to the neglect of God. Let's just put it point blank. Without missing words. Yeah. Without missing words. Because you give excuses for every other thing except what is important to God. Yeah. You you give excuses to do other things except the things that are important to God. Will you lift your two hands with me this morning? I know I'm saying this but just because of a few people here. Who needs a cost correction? Lift your two hands with Jesus this morning. Say, Lord, give me hunger. Help me to task after you. Help me to task after you. Say, in your presence today, I want to receive. Help me to open my heart. To hunger and task after you. Thank you, Jesus. Wave those hands to him. Wave those hands to him. Just play softly something for me. Just wave those hands to him. Just play something for me. Glory be to Jesus. We thank you for your presence here, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Close your eyes, everybody, and just let him know in your heart that you hunger and thirst for him today. That you hunger and thirst for him today. That you just want to love his presence. I just want to love your presence, Jesus. I just want to come closer. I want to open my heart. I want to take distractions away from my life. I want it to be a part of my life more vitally than you have ever been before. Thank you, Jesus. Because this is the only way to live a life that can pick signals from God. When I'm hungry for His presence. To the point that I can leave my food just because I want to spend time in His presence. I can cancel appointment just because I want to spend time in His presence. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Wave your hands to Him one more time today, Lord. We thirst for Your presence. We thirst for Your presence. We thirst for Your presence. We hunger for Your presence. We thirst for Your presence. We We thirst for Your presence. We cast for your presence, we give you glory and we give you praise. We give you glory and we give you praise. We give you glory and we give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. This is what I hear in my spirit. The Bible says, weeping may endure for a night, but in the morning comes joy. Someone is here. God said, I want to put an end to your weeping but it's in my presence that is fullness of joy. So you need to find your way to my presence so an end can come to that weeping, because I am set to do something new in your life. But you need to find your place to my presence. You need to desire my presence. You need to cultivate my presence. And then that weeping will come to an end and I'm replacing it with the oil of joy. I don't know what situation you're dealing with that has brought a lot of weeping. But God says, as you locate my presence this new season, there shall be an exchange. Joy is coming your way. Thank you, everlasting Father. We give you glory and we give you praise in Jesus' precious name. Let me just spend a minute, short prayer that I have uh, to share this exhortation briefly this morning. I said this morning is about more of prayer prophetic blessings and then we're going to share the communion together can you see the signs can I share on this just for a moment can you see the signs can you see the signs can you let me ask your neighbor can you see the signs ask somebody else what can you see the song this morning says Lord help me believe that I'm what you see yeah. sometimes I feel defeated but God is seeing victory so sometimes I feel stranded but God is seeing dominion. God is seeing something in the horizon. And I need to see it. I need to be able to see it. God often signals new beginnings in diverse ways. The problem is that most people are not able to see the signals. They're not able to see the signals. They're not able to see the signals. Life happens in cycles sometimes when you miss a signal you have to wait for the cycle to come again yeah sometimes the god of mercy can short circuit it for you and just take you you know but sometimes sometimes you wait in cycles i was reading the life of moses moses spent the first forty years of his life in Pharaoh's palace by divine providence Lived like a son of Pharaoh. Trained like another Pharaoh that would come. He was trained for the throne. Best schools, homeschooled by, you know, the best uh, professors of the day. Great guy with great capacity. It came to a point about when he was 40. He seemed to be picking some signal. But was passion without vision. It was passion without grace. (laughs) It was passion without divine direction. He went out there, before you know it, he became a murderer. Just raw passion. He missed that season, and he had to wait for another 40 years. It was 40 miserable years where a great deliverer by divine orchestration became a fugitive and an ordinary shepherd. When the second cycle will come, he will have to do it right this time around. He will have to do it with a God-given vision and a sense of divine assignment this time. Don't forget that God heard the cry of the Jews and it caused Moses' mother to conceive. For this purpose was Moses' sent, And the Bible says in Romans 11 and 29, the gifts and the callings of God, they are irrevocable. One translation says God does not change his mind about the people whom he has called. God does not change his mind. Yeah. But we can't frustrate grace by not picking signals and going in cycles. Going in cycles. We can't. We need to move according to God's plans. And it's about picking signals I pray for somebody here this morning you will not miss your season in the name of Jesus everything that God is set to do in this year 2020 and in this new decade you will not miss out on them this time around Exodus chapter 3 fast forward to Exodus chapter 3 from verse 1 Moses was leading uh, Exodus 3 and verse 1 Moses was leading uh, the sheep of his uh, father-in-law Uh, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Oreb, the mountain of God, verse 2, and then the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flame of fire from the midst of a burning bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Let me pause here. When you saw if you saw Moses prior to this experience five minutes to this experience what will you see what are you seeing what are you seeing a shepherd boy come I'm I saying the truth a shepherd boy what are you seeing what was God seeing I said what was God seeing not just a mighty deliverer a leader yeah a man of stature a man that will impact the world a man that will carry out God's divine assignment a man that two million people, their destinies are hanging in the balance because of him. Are you say with me? That's how powerful some destinies are here. Yeah, but you're busy moving from pillar to post, you know, just hanging and hanging in there and doing this and doing that. Uh, you're not seeing what God is seeing. May you not miss this season. Yeah, well, somebody's listening to me right now, God is seeing a great ministry that will impact the world a great, you know, innovation that will impact the world. God is seeing a great business that will put Nigeria on the map again for greatness. That's what you carry. That's what you carry. That's what you carry. God is seeing a book, a book that will be read all around the world. That's what God is seeing when he sees you. Because through you, he wants to write that book. But when you ask your friends, they will just say, he's a guy, I just love hanging out with him. We'll have drinks together from time to time. He's just a knucklehead. He knows how to crack jokes. That's all they know about you. Yeah. That's all they know about you. Some people, yes, all the people know about you is just you're a nice boss. But they don't know that you are the boss of the bosses, if I can put it that way. As in the greatest boss ever, who will write a book on leadership, on how to lead people. Moses, I'm going to be one of the greatest leaders that I ever lived led two million people through the wilderness. You just try to lead two people, two young children that you have at home. You know how exasperated you become. Yeah. Out of two million people, there are many children, many adults. Can Imagine leading two million people, children crying, women complaining, men distracted, everything just A-wire. And then you still have to take responsibility for all of them. That's how great the destiny that this guy was carrying. But he would have missed out in the expression of this great destiny if he didn't pick the signal at the burning bush. Verse 3. Give me verse 3. Verse 3. Yeah. The Bible says, Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see the great sight. Why the bush does not burn. You know, somebody may have seen that sight and say, Oh, uh, is, this, is this somebody just performing magic? Or is this a sci-fi movie? Yeah, is this the best invention? Uh, I mean, something that just happened and just move on. You know, Uh, these sheep are important. Let me just move on. You know, that's when you are distracted. In this day and age, there are too many distractions. People are not picking what God is saying. People are not keeping their appointment with destiny. May you not miss your appointment with destiny. Burning bush experience brought Moses into a new beginning. The assignment, his vision for his life was redefined. God said, I am sending you. Can you hear me look at your neighbor and say, God is sending you. you. And you must not miss the signal. Something started from there. His heart was ignited, not just the bush. Because God, the Bible says, you know, he didn't only see it. The Bible says he now turned aside. May you turn aside. I said, may you turn aside. Turned aside and said, I want to see this thing very well. And God did not speak until he got his attention when he turned aside. The problem with many people is this half-hearted thing that I'm talking about. No hunger, no thirst. Hunger enough, thirst enough for God to get your attention for you to turn aside. To be able to turn aside to say, how else will God want me to run this business? How else will God want me to run my finances? How else will God want me to run this marriage? How else will God want me to run this life? Does he have a different pattern or a different idea than the one I'm running with right now? So that this life can give him glory. Moses turned aside and looked. And when he turned aside and started walking there, that was when God spoke. It was as if what God was about to do was going to be sensitive to his attention. If he didn't pay attention, we pass on. If he paid attention, then God will speak. The moment he paid attention and turned aside and started working there, then God said, Moses, stop. This is holy ground. Take off your sandals. Take off, you know, your exasperated self. Take off, you know, all the background where you have been. Yeah. You have to relearn right now. Something new is about to happen in your life. And then take up a heart of reverence. Reverence this place as holy ground. And me too. There's a manner of approach that God was teaching Moses there. That's where I started from. You don't have that manner of approach. You can't maximize your life with God. Glory be to Jesus. And from then, it was a game changer. All Moses' excuse, God busted them. And said, you're going to go anyway. Something new started. Now, as I start to wrap it up, I need you to understand that change signals can be natural sometimes. Can be natural. Moses' change signal was supernatural, but change signals can be natural. A job transfer, a relocation, like God did with Abraham in Genesis 12, come out of your people, out of your kindred, go to a place that I'll show you. Boom! A new beginning. A change of destiny. Just responding to that. Change signals can just be simple things. Moving and crossing from you know, opportunity to cross to another industry. Maybe God just relocating you to let you know that this is, maybe this is where I'm sending you. Maybe that other place is just for training, changing circumstance, a new relationship, you know, all kinds of things in the physical that can be a signal. That when they happen to us, we must be mindful. We can't afford to just walk past them as if nothing has happened. As if nothing has happened. Some people, you know, will get married and as as if nothing happened. They just want to live their life the same way. You miss something out on that. You can't continue to be a normal boy or more girl after you have been married. You are now a married person. You pick signal. You understand, you know, how to maintain decorum, order, responsibility, taking responsibility for another person. You can live anyhow. When your status changes, it's a signal for a new beginning. Many things happen in the physical that signal new beginnings. Sometimes it's pain. Sometimes it's physical pain. Sometimes it's just you know, painful experiences or something that just happened around you that God is using to signal something. Just to signal something. Second King chapter 6, it was a, it was a pain of constraint. Second Kings 6 from verse 1, the, the sons of the prophet met Elisha and said, the place where we are is too small for us. It's too small. If we sometimes feel the pain of being constrained, maybe on a job or something, God may be signaling signaling to you that it's about this time that something will shift. I want to make bigger room for you. And rather than creating support system for pain that God wants to heal, I was describing to somebody yesterday that sometimes what people do is that maybe somebody uh, uh, suffered a fracture or a sprain and God wants to heal it, Or he said, I love my crutches. You know, because this crutch, anywhere I show up, people, people help me. Yeah. You know, it's like people who live abroad, they love to put the handicap sign in the car so that they can park easily. And so people, because of that, even when doctor says they are here, they still keep that thing. Yeah. so that When they get to a place, you know, handicap parking is reserved. So They'll just park and put it there. Nobody can give them ticket. you know. So, they, so there are some things emotionally that we do like that. You keep it you know, you, you use it as joker, at work, at home. You know, uh, somebody say, hey, hey, they say, why have you not done it? You know I'm asthmatic now. I'm asthmatic. I can't sweep the floor. I can't do that. Why don't you trust God for healing? Rather than using asthma as excuse for not being responsible. With apologies to anybody who may be not seeing that right, or who may have that situation right now, I am not, you know, talking down on you at all. All I'm asking is that don't get used to what God wants to remove. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. yeah. There some things that God wants to change, and then your Christian support system to live with them. It's time to tell yourself, no. I am who God sees, and God sees me healed. He sees me delivered. He sees me empowered. I can't keep going everywhere begging. God sees me empowered. I want to pick signals to be empowered indeed, and to make something out of my life. Yeah. Can't keep saying, you know, you know, I lost my parents when I was very small. You know people who didn't know their parents at all? And they're making a headway in life. You can't keep using that as a joker. God wants you to forget the pain of the past and take the pain away from you. Say amen, somebody. That's what we're saying here this morning. And I need somebody to open up your heart to receive, because help is here. Say amen, somebody. And also in the things of the physical, when people say you haven't changed, please don't always take it as compliments. compliment. Yeah. You go for a reunion, and everybody, after one hour of interaction, they say, Ah, you have not even changed at all. And you two you are smiling. <laughs> yeah. You should not be smiling when they say that. You should think, I can so. <laughs> See, <laughs> I think it's in Acts 4.13 or so. The Bible says, uh, they took knowledge of Peter and John knowing that they were ignorant and unlearned men ignorant and unlearned men but what they saw was that they had been with Jesus look at that act 4 and 13 now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men they marvelled. that they realized that they had been with Jesus if you have been with Jesus somebody must not see you after 10 years after 20 years and say you have not changed and you took it as a compliment. If they are talking about your shape, it's okay. <laughs> but if it's that uncouth jokes that you used to crack, useless things that you say, you are still saying them, then it's not okay. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. That's not okay. It's not okay. Yeah. That you didn't used to make sense in high school. Right now, you are still not making sense. It's not okay. I hope you understand what I'm saying that's not okay. That's not what we saw in the scriptures. Being with Jesus must do something to me. Yeah. Must do something to me. Yeah. Must do something to me. Must affect my life. Must affect the way I do business. Must affect my marriage. So people should not say, "Ah, uh-uh, ah, you have come again. Fifteen years of marriage. We have been setting correct for you from the first six months. But we're setting correct you now. You must say no." A change of season has come in this house. Somebody stay with me today. Glory be to Jesus. I say glory be to Jesus. So it's important that we have this at the back of our mind and walk with it and operate with it. Change signals can be supernatural. That's what we saw in the life of, of Moses. Like I said, it can be physical. It can be supernatural. It can be supernatural. God appeared to... to, to uh, Abraham in Genesis 18 and said, this time next year, Genesis 18 and verse 10, I will come and you will have a child. Sarah almost missed that visitation just because she doubted in her heart. I pray this morning that the hold of doubt and unbelief is broken over your heart. In the name of the Lord Jesus. So, be mindful of auspicious moment. Do not miss your day of visitation. Jesus cried over Jerusalem in Luke 19 from verse 41. He said, because they missed the day of their visitation. He said, this city will be pulled down. No stone will be left upon each other. And he said in verse 44, the last verse, he said, it's because they missed the day of their visitation. Receive grace to be able to pick signals. Receive grace to walk with God this season. Receive grace to notice the things that you need to notice. Receive grace To recognize your burning bush experiences. Burning bush experience at work will not elude you. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody, this new season, this season of new beginning, you are entering into the fullness of your divine assignment. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The God of grace will direct you. It will lead you. It will order your steps. In the name of the Lord Jesus. It's time to cultivate spiritual alertness to pick divine signals. Spiritual alertness to pick divine signals. So wrap up today. What is God saying about this season of your life? What is he saying about this season of your life? What is God saying about this season of your life? That's the question all of us must have in mind as we leave this service today. What is God saying about this season of my life? What is most important? What is priority for this season? And have I picked the signal? Have I picked the signal? If I pick the signal, if I stand before God and God says, write your priorities down, three priorities for this season, what will I write? And will he mark them and say, this is right priority? And if you can't figure that out, it's time to pray. And I'm now, as we partake of the communion today, I see peace settling in somebody's heart. Amen. Every confusion that takes you out of divine alignment, I pray this morning, an end has come to confusion. Amen. Someone here who needs to make a vital decision, This month, you will not miss your way. The decisions you will make this season will put you on the right course for this entire decade. I said the decisions you will make this season under the influence of the Holy Spirit will put you on the right course for the entire decade. In the name of the Lord Jesus. As we pray speed over you this morning, you will run in the right direction. Thank you, everlasting Father. Wave your hands to him all over this place. Father, we bless your name. We bless your name. Today is about prophetic blessings, prayers, the communion. We're not sharing for long at all. I'm done with the message. I'm just going to say prayer and then we'll go into uh, the communion. Glory be to Jesus. Just wave your hands to him and say, Lord, help me to be.